to Horror Nights and Podcasts with me, your host, Crystal, where I talk about anything and all horror. So on this podcast, I give you my honest and horrific opinion on a different horror movie every week. I drop spoilers. I never lie. I always keep it real. Sometimes I do specials and sometimes I have co-hosts. So to keep up with all things horror and the Horror Nights in podcast, please join my Twitter family by following me at Horror Daddies R Us. I have a ton of fun over there, and I love interacting and chatting with you guys, so please join in. And yes, the official Blumhouse Twitter account did come for me for my Twitter name. Moving on from that. <laughs> also, be sure to follow my podcast on whatever app you use. I'm available for your listening pleasures on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. And also be sure, if you're following me on iTunes, to give this podcast a 5 out of 5 if you don't mind. You can leave a comment too if you'd like. I'd really appreciate it. It just helps everybody find my podcast a little bit easier. And I'd really appreciate it from the bottom of my horrific heart. (laughs) Anyway, guys, moving on. So before we get into the podcast, I just want to talk about a couple things. The first one, I want to shout out uh, my friend's podcast, uh, Don't Fuck With The Original. Um, It's run by Casper and Becky. It's a a horror crime... Oh my gosh, crystal words. Blah, 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 blah. It's a horror, true crime, a paranormal podcast. Um, I actually chat with Becky on Twitter a lot. Um, she's really cool. We talk about found footage films and stuff and everything horror. Um, so yes, go check out their podcast. They're relatively new. Um, so yeah, you can find them on Twitter. Uh, so definitely go check them out. I think they just came out with a new episode like a couple days ago. Um, so yeah, check them out. Um, another thing I want to talk about is the upcoming horror movies that are going to be coming out soon. So I definitely have to talk about this this movie because um, I remember reading these books when I was young and um, it's the scary stories to tell in the dark. It's Alvin Schwartz's scary stories to tell in the dark. So I believe because I don't watch football, um, from what I recall from the uh, articles I was reading, four separate um, trailers dropped um this week I believe at the during the Super Bowl um and I was very very frightened when I saw these online just like I was kind of transported back to uh when I was younger and I remember reading these books I remember a very vivid story actually I was hanging out with my friend we were in her room and she actually had the book And she was like, oh, do you want to read one of these? Like, they're really scary. And I was like, yeah, let's read one. So she she started reading it out loud. And I remember, I think it was The Red Spot 
which is the girl who has the large red spot on her cheek and spiders are coming out of it. And I think she got to the part where that started happening and we kind of like looked up at each other and we like threw the book down and like ran out of her room and like went to go find her mom or something. Um, So I have a very vivid memory of this, of these stories. Um, So the movie... um, was actually produced by Guillermo del Toro, who brought us Crimson Peak and uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Um, they released these these trailers, like I said, during the football game that I don't really care about on Sunday. Um, so the trailers included Big Toe, The Jangly Man, The Pale Woman, and The Red Spot. So Big Toe was about a boy who finds a toe in the ground and brings it home to his mother. He uses it in their dinner soup. And then someone comes looking for their toe. So I do remember that story. So the second one, The Jangly Man, is actually new to the film. So we don't really know too much about it other than it looks like kind of a distorted old man. Um, And then, of course, we have The Pale Woman. Um, So we have a young woman who has a dream about a pale woman who tells her the dream she's in is evil and she needs to get away. Um, So this... (laughs) <laughs> this this part of the trailer definitely scared the shit out of me because I I remember I I I remember quite clearly the illustrations of the pale woman from the stories, um, and then we have the one that I remember for the rest of my life, uh, the red spot. So the young girl has the large red spot, and then she looks into the mirror, and we see a spider leg comes out of her face. So I'm really excited to see that movie. Um, so apparently, from what I kind of remember from reading the article it's about a group of teens and they I think probably what happens is they find this book and just tweet me if I'm wrong um they find this book or they find something and each of the stories starts to come alive and is affecting each one of them so I thought that was a pretty cool take on it um just because it's kind of like it reminds me I think I was reading something and it's like oh I wish this was like a Netflix series so it could be like one after the other but then again it's like I could definitely see it on Netflix but then I can also obviously see it in movie theaters too with the with the guideline that they have it because it it kind of reminds me of how they put the series of unfortunate events on Netflix but the series of unfortunate event by Lemony Snicket was actually in movie theaters too so, um, I don't know, maybe they'll do something in the future on Netflix and they'll do like each of the stories because I'm pretty sure that's how they're doing the series of unfortunate events. Don't quote me on that. I used to read all those books when I was younger. <laughs> um, so let me see if I have anything else I want to talk about. Um, so this week, uh, I actually got tickets to go see Girls Gotta Eat podcast in Philly. Um, it's the exact opposite of my podcast it's actually like a dating and relationship podcast um but I I love those girls so I'm really excited to go see them let's see is there anything else I have to tell you guys oh um I have been obsessed like weirdly obsessed with the fire festival documentaries that are on Netflix and Hulu um so if you guys aren't familiar with this and um you like kind of um, millennial crisis things, <laughs> or you like seeing millennials in some kind of distress, I would definitely go check out these documentaries. So basically it's about this guy and he's a huge con artist and he 
um, it was in the news. So, and I actually do remember hearing about this. So he had like job role was part of it too. And it was supposed to be this huge music festival and like all of these like social media influencers and like big celebrities, um, we're talking about this fire festival and it ended up being just a complete just fucking disaster. So um, I think it was funny because right at the, it's towards the end of the documentary and it was on the news. It was, it was like taking clips from the news and it said like, oh, people love seeing really white, really rich people or I'm sorry, really white, really rich millennials in distress. So I was like, eh, that's not very nice because I'm pretty sure I'm considered a millennial. But then again, I wouldn't fall for that shit. Um, I wouldn't have gone to fire festival. So but then that would require me to leave my house. So of course, I'm not going to go because I'd have to interact with a bunch of people on an island. No, thank you. No, thanks. I would rather sign up for Survivor and see if I could do that because honestly, it's probably like the same thing. But anyway, let me stop going off on a tangent. Um, So yeah, if you guys take a break from your horror movie watching, um, definitely go check out the Fire Festival documentaries on Netflix and Hulu. Um, they're obviously they're pretty much the same, but there are some things in the Hulu document because I watched the Netflix one first. There are some things in the Hulu documentary that weren't in the Netflix one, so it's kind of cool to see the different sides of how um, you know people look at these things. Um, so yeah, definitely go check them out. They are on Netflix and Hulu. Oh, and also, um, Netflix added Final Destination 1, 2, and 3, um, to Netflix. So I'm really excited. I already watched all three of them. (laughs) Those movies are probably one of my favorite horror, horror, like, movies because, um, all three of them were really good. So I don't know. Maybe we'll do that in the future. But um, yeah, so if you kept up with me um, this week on Twitter and you caught my last episode, you know that it is found footage February. Yay! Um, so this week we are actually be doing, um, we will be discussing Unfriended 2 Dark Web. So I'm going to start by giving you the Rotten Tomatoes and the IMDb rating. I'm going to give you a short synopsis of the movie, and then we're going to go into a lengthy uh, dissection and discussion of the plot, characters, and we're going to end with my overall and horrific opinion. So definitely stick around until the end. Um, So Unfriended, uh, number two, Dark Web. This is a sequel to the original, which is Unfriended. Um... I obviously liked this one better. They don't, re- you don't really need to watch the first one to understand the second one. There are little like Easter eggs in the second one that are kind of from the first one, but overall, you don't need to watch the first one to watch this one. Um, so Rotten Tomatoes gave Unfriended Dark Web a 58% with 39% of the audience liking it. IMDb gave it a 5.8 out of 10. So, Unfriended Dark Web was released July 20th, 2018, with a running time of 88 minutes. It was written and directed by Steven Suko, who I don't believe had anything to do with the first one. Um, So, the trailer was uh, uploaded in the real dark web by the director himself, which is interesting. Um, So, sorry guys, let me put my phone on Do Not Disturb because it wants to... It wants to play me right now. Um, 
So also not too many familiar faces in this film, except for uh, Betty Gabriel, who is a frequent star in the Blumhouse horror films. Um, She actually played Georgina in Blumhouse's Oscar winning horror piece, Get Out. Um, And she also plays uh, uh, Lainey Rucker in The Purge election year. So she was the only one that I really um, recognized, but that's just because I'm obsessed with the movie Get Out. Um, so I immediately recognized her as uh, Georgina. So in this movie, she um, she plays one part of a lesbian couple, which we'll get into in a little bit. So synopsis, a teen comes into possession of a new laptop and soon discovers that the previous owner is not only watching him, but will also do anything to get it back. So very, very, very... Um, not very detailed description of the movie whatsoever, but don't worry, I got you covered. Um, so obviously I said before, there is a sequel to Unfriended, um, which uh, that is not my favorite, uh, which is why I'm doing this one. Um, so the first one was good. It just didn't, didn't stick with me the way that the sequel did. Um, I'm also a huge fan of dark web shit. Uh, I find it so fucking disturbing the things that one can find and buy and do on the dark web. So I think this is why I enjoyed it more. Um, now guys, I don't fuck with anything on the dark web. I will never try to access that shit. Uh, no, no, thank you. Mm -mm. But I will watch movies and documentaries about it. Um, so yeah, let's get into the podcast. So We are first introduced to someone trying to get into a MacBook computer. Um, Side note, this is from the view of a computer the entire time. And I was actually watching this movie on my MacBook. um, And I thought my computer had restarted because it made that um, very notable Mac noise. Um, So I just found it creepier that if someone didn't know I was watching a movie, it looked like my normal computer screen. So... Very creepy, but also I was into it too. <laughs> um, so we see this person's trying to ma- uh, hack into the MacBook. They're using different passwords until the password is actually the same as the user account, which is a question mark. Um, we then see the desktop has an untitled device and a Spotify pop-up. So basically he signs into the computer and there's only one folder and it's called untitled. It's not even a folder. It's, it's called on a MacBook. It's called a device. Um, kind of like a plugin, um, that you would download onto your Mac and it's just called untitled. Um, and then we kind of see like the Spotify pops up. Um, so then he immediately joins his Wi-Fi, which is what we all would do if we had, you know, gotten a computer. Um, but we already know that something is a little off because he is hacking into a MacBook. Um, so we kind of know that it's already kind of starting out shady because if it was his computer, then he would have just put the password in. But obviously from the beginning sequence, he doesn't know the password, which means it's not his computer. Um, so he immediately joins his Wi-Fi and we see a FaceTime screen pop up, which I assume is whoever actually owns the MacBook now knows who he is looking at. Um, then we see someone's email and password is already pre-filled. Uh, pre-filled. I don't know why I have a, I can't talk today, guys. <laughs> um, so then we see it's auto-filled. Um And then he erases it and he does the same thing with the Spotify. And we see that the name says Nora C. 
and there's um, Roman numerals of four. Um, our main character then puts his own information in, and we see that his name is Matthias. Or Matthias. Um, it's either way. <laughs> um, so right off the bat, shame on you for coming across this computer and keeping, because obviously it's not yours. Um, and we have obviously no idea how he acquired it yet. Uh, I know for a fact that if you do come across a computer and you can't locate the owner and you bring it to the police, they don't just give it back to you. Um, if no one claims it, they actually destroy it. Um, I mean, that's what they're supposed to do, but I don't know what they actually do with it. But who knows? So who knows how he got it? I'm sure it'll be answered. Um, he then logs into his Google Drive account and he downloads and opens a file called Papaya, which is used for chatting with deaf people via the Internet. Uh, so it translates what he's what he's saying into sign language. Um, we are then introduced to his girlfriend, Amaya, who is deaf um so it seems that she is irritated and frustrated with him but we aren't really sure why um so now we see that the mac has some glitches and it keeps quitting and restarting programs um so basically like i said guys everything in in this uh movie is through his computer so he's talking to amaya on facebook video um and then we see that he's talking to his friends on skype um so we find out that he and his friends do some kind of game night via Skype, as for now. Um, so now we have, um, we see that Nora is, Nora, when I say Nora, it's Nora C, the person who, who owns the computer. Uh, we see that Nora is getting Facebook messages um, to which Matthias logs out into his own Facebook and... Um, we see that he is still getting messages from Nora. So we have um, our main character in this person's Facebook, and this person, Nora, keeps getting Facebook messages. Um, the messages are coming from some chick named Mary Ann, and she's saying things like, I'm so horny, when are we meeting up? And we also see that Nora is a male from his Facebook picture and seems to be pretty well off, so... He's got, like, his header pictures, like, of a Maserati. He's pouring, like, Dom Perignon into, like, the, the gas tank. So, obviously, we can see that whoever had this computer before, whoever was logged into this computer, is pretty rich. Um, so, we're then getting another message from a chick named Eva, uh, who sends him a video of her in a bikini. He then gets another message from a chick named Karen, saying, where has he been? And all of these chicks are talking about some plane tickets they're supposed to be getting from Nora. But before he can close out Facebook, uh, his group Skype is calling. Amir agreed with four of his friends. And it looks like they're playing Cards Against Humanity via Skype. Um, so I kind of gave his friends nicknames just so we can kind of keep clear. So we have the DJ girlfriend, uh, or... It's the DJ girl space friend. Her name is Lex. Um, we have the lesbian couple, Nari and Serena. Then we have our London tech friend, Damon. Uh, pothead friend, AJ. And of course, we have Matthias and his friends. Um, they all also realize that he got a new computer. Um, we also learn that game night is supposed to be played at one of their houses. But they decide to do it on Skype instead for the evening. 
Um, we also learn that Pothead Friend lives at home with his parents in the basement. Um, Matthias's computer then glitches again and restarts. So this is now the second time it's done this. So as soon as it turns back on, we see that Nora is still getting more Facebook messages. So this one is now from a French chick named Teresa. Um, he then translate the, translates the French and we find out she is also talking about some plane tickets. Um, he then gets another message from um, someone named Erica asking, who is this? Uh, then he immediately logs out of the Facebook account and gets back into Skype. Uh, we are then greeted by Pothead Friend going into a ton of government conspiracy theories, a.k.a. me, because I love me some conspiracy theories. Um, we also see that Matthias is chatting with, with um, his London tech friend and tells him he got the computer off of Craigslist. Okay, so that's that's a little believable, I guess. Um, so a little suspect, but we're going to go with it. Um, he then tells um, London tech friend that his computer keeps crashing. Um, so he tells uh, Matthias the hard drive is probably full. So they're actually having this conversation on Skype chat um, where you're actually like typing or chat, like Skype messaging. Um, so we see Matthias open up a folder, open up folder, which only shows one device, which is the untitled device, which I explained earlier when the MacBook first turned on. Matthias then says he doesn't see any files to which um, his tech friend responds. It could be a browser cache, virtual memory, or hidden files. Um, he then sends him a link to run this app called daisydisc.com, which is basically an app to help you determine what's taking up room on your computer. I don't know if this is real or not. I actually didn't look into it, um, but I'm sure there's very, very similar programs to this on the internet. So, um... He then downloads and runs the app and clicks on the untitled device. Um, we also see him sign back into his Facebook to try and talk to his deaf girlfriend, Maya. Um, all the while, his friends are still having pointless conversations in the back of Skype. <laughs> so, guys, just for a warning, there's a lot of shit going on <laughs> in this movie that made it a little bit more difficult for me to make my notes. So if something doesn't make sense, I apologize and I'll go back and reiterate what I'm saying. But just think about it. Just like think about how many different things you do on your computer when you're actually on it. You have your music playing. You have your text messages popping up. You have your Facebook messages popping up. You're like downloading something on the side, but you're also actually working. So <laughs> just just bear with me on this because it's a lot of me just saying and telling you like what he's doing <laughs> and what he's seeing and what we're seeing. So um, anyway. Um, so then we find out the untitled device is taking up a shit ton of space and we get a message that this folder is hidden and it cannot be erased. Uh, so then he goes back to his tech friend to help him unlock the hidden folders, um, which is just like we just see him like type in a bunch of MacBook backend HTML stuff. Um, so side night guys or side note guys. I'm so paranoid when it comes to just about anything that I wouldn't have done any of this. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I wouldn't have bought a computer off Craigslist. But I mean, you know, whatever. Or I would have at least made sure it's legitimate. And if I had gotten a computer that had files on it already or didn't have a password or, you know, was password protected, I would probably go back to the Craigslist ad and be like, uh, hello, like this was supposed to be a fresh computer like that's that's like wiped. Um, so 
Then we see that whatever uh, his uh, tech friend told him to do worked and we get a red folder um, that also says untitled. So it kind of like we see like the device is at the top and then it like spits out a red folder called untitled. So I have to assume that it's all of the information that was locked or hidden. He then clicks on it and we see there's a couple programs on it. There's a couple folders and one of them is called the river. Um, we also see a, or and there's also one called contributions, I believe. And there's another one called account. Um, we also, see, he clicks on one of the folders and we see a ton of videos with addresses. And when he clicks on one, we see that what looks to be a bunch of security cameras and also computer cameras. Um, so obviously we're not stupid. It looks like whoever had this device um, hack security cams and can live stream them. Um, the videos are pretty innocent. We have one guy washing his dishes, another one dancing, and a chick singing. So it looks like um, whoever had this computer or owns this computer or had it previously or whatever the case may be um, is able to hack into you know security systems and computer um, cameras and probably cell phone cameras too. Um, so we then get a, a rest in peace headphone user moment when pothead friend decides to show his friends his new speakers that he got that amplify sound really, really loud. Duh. Um, we then find out that the uh, lesbian couple recently got engaged. Um, and I hope I'm not offending anybody by saying lesbian couple. I can just say couple. Um, but, you know, I just want to I want you guys to get visuals. So. My sister is a lesbian and my best friends, uh, two of them are lesbians. So I, I don't want you guys to think that I'm, you know, being rude. <laughs> um, so then um, we find out they recently got engaged. Um, we then find out that um, I believe it's uh, Nari's dad isn't fond of the relationship that they have. Um, so shame on him for that shit because that's fucked up. And we also find out that Serena's mom um, has some pretty serious brain cancer and apparently is on life support. Um, Matthias is also continuing to blow up uh, Amaya's um, Facebook messenger and she's not answering. He's basically saying, like, please, like, come talk to me. Like, I'm sorry. I want to make this right. Like, come on, dude. Relax. Don't be so desperate. Don't be so needy. Um, it's a turn off. Um, so then Matthias starts playing a cute little video of him and Amaya and it's called like the hike that changed everything. Like it's just so fucking corny and cheesy and I'm just like, oh my God, I hope you die slow and painful. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so then he gets a video chat from her and she is basically pissed that he hasn't taken the time to learn sign language. Um, we then get another message from Erica on Nora's Facebook asking again, who is this? And he closes it out. We then learn that um, she, we find out that Montez's girlfriend signed her up for a sign language class and he apparently didn't go. But uh, as he is talking to her, he keeps spending Facebook messages from Erica um, and the girlfriend sees he is distracted and she's getting pissed. Um, then she kind of just ends a chat. She's basically like, are you talking to someone else? And he's like, no, no, I'm not talking to anybody else. Um, we can also see the messages um, on the 
uh, right top of his screen that are basically saying they're just getting more and more aggressive. They're saying like, who the fuck is this? Like, don't fucking ignore me. Um, so then uh, he says, who the fuck is this back? And we get a message that says the person who stole the laptop from. So now we know that either he stole the laptop from somebody or he did buy it off Craigslist, but that person who sold it to him um, stole it. So it's still kind of shady. We're not really sure exactly what's going on. Um, so not only is he a shitty boyfriend for not learning sign language for his girlfriend, um, he's also a thief. Guys, words of wisdom from me, don't steal shit. It's not cool. Um, I mean, yes, granted, we don't know if he actually did get it off Craigslist, but spoiler alert, he didn't. (laughs) So yeah, don't steal shit. That's not cool. Um, he then switches accounts and we see the laptop belongs to a teenage girl by her Facebook page. So we see that Erica is a teenager and we think that it's her laptop. Um, he then tries to explain that he bought it off Craigslist and maybe the guy he bought bought it off of stole it um she then says send me the link to the ad but we know that it doesn't exist um he then kind of responds defeatedly and says he will leave it where he found it and he starts deleting his stuff off the mac and clearing the history but before he can leave he gets another facebook message from someone named charon 68 that says i like what you contributed last week and i like your custom jobs i'll double your quote in advance just process the transaction money So he's now interested. So instead of returning the MacBook, his curiosity gets the best of him. And he fucking responds to this guy under somebody else's Facebook. Um, First, he stole the laptop. Then he found some shady shit in the hidden files. Now he's responding to someone he doesn't know on someone else's Facebook he doesn't know. Um, So then he asks the stranger what he wants. And the person responds, not here on the river, a.k.a. the file I said previously. Um, so before he clicks on the file, um, he asks his um, tech friend in London if he uh, has heard of the river, a.k.a. the file that I read before. So um, his friend says, nope, he's never heard of it. Um, once the program loads, we see that it is a first-person game or something Um, And we're traveling in a boat traveling down a river. And it's actually the wallpaper of the MacBook now. So we can still see all the other programs and the files. But it looks like the background is moving. Um, So he then shares his screen uh, with his friends. And we find out that whatever program the river is, is bouncing his location all over the world. And then Pothead Friend goes, this is Darknet. Dun, dun, dun. Um, we then get a quick rundown of what the dark web is, which is basically a marketplace for bad shit, aka stuff like Silk Row, uh, which sold drugs, stolen credit cards, and even hired assassinations. Uh, we then see a message box pop up, and we learn that Charon is actually, um, it actually means an old man who ferried the souls of the dead across Styx River to Hades. Uh, so that's what the name Charon means, um, which is interesting if you get the vibe of what the movie is about um so the dj friend lex and asks dude where'd you buy that computer and he says um he he admits that he jacked it 
from a cyber cafe. He's basically like, oh, I, this MacBook was here for, uh, it was, I was watching it for three to four weeks and nobody came and picked it up, so I stole it. SMH. Um, he then shows his friends how everything autofilled, like the Facebook, um, with all of the same email address. Um, and then we get hacker, or I'm sorry, uh, techie guy, then realizes the Facebook name is actually Charon backwards. Creepy. Show creepy. Uh, so now it's like the cyber Scooby gang as they're all trying to figure out the dark web world. So what I have come to conclude is that this Facebook, uh, this Nora C4, is obviously fake and it lures girls um, into chatting with the dark web guys and he basically goes and kidnaps them so anyway <laughs> that's 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 pretty much just what it is anybody could figure that out um so uh matthias then starts showing them the folder and the hidden cameras they were tapped into um the couple actually recognizes some of the street names uh we learn from techie friend that hackers drive through neighborhoods looking for unsecured wi-fis to hack into um he then clicks on the folder called accounts and it brings him to a bank account that has bitcoins in it um and bitcoins are basically money on the internet i don't believe it's trackable pothead friend then does the math and the account apparently holds uh 10 million dollars um, so now everyone's kind of just like, holy shit, that's like free money. So pothead friends like, let's steal it. The couple's like, no, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, he then gets a message from Charon 68 asking if the money came through. Um, they decide they decide it's a good idea to answer the guy um, asking what he wanted the money for. And so it's basically like this messaging system that's for the dark web users. And um Charon 68 says, diet darker, black, keep it long and straight. So then they all kind of do like a sigh of relief because obviously they're kind of freaked out that they're even messing with anything that's on the dark web, especially after what Pothead Friend said. Um, so then um, we get a message back that says, do it slower and then suggests uh, trepanation, which is the surgical procedure to which a hole is drilled into the skull. <laughs> the dude then says, put something inside. Show it to her first. I want her to see her eyes. Uh, and then he says he'll pay extra if the thing is alive and he'll pay even more if she is alive while it happens. So then, as we all are. Uh, the friends are cringing because, ew, what the fuck? That's so fucking disgusting. Um, I remember I saw this movie when I was watching this movie. I was like, oh, my God, this is so gross. Um, but also, unfortunately, is real. Probably real. Um, so <laughs> the dude continues to get more and more fucked up, saying, like, as I said, he wants the thing to be alive while it's going inside the brain hole and he'll pay more if she's still alive while it's happening. Um, then we see that he... We see that Matthias immediately shuts out of the river and we get messages from his Facebook again from the MacBook owner asking where his laptop is. Um, because remember, he said he was going to leave it where he found it, but then he got distracted by Charon 68. Um, so Pothead Friend then remembers how Charon 68 liked, um, he said in the conversation, he liked the last contribution that was made. So uh, he tells Mateus to go to the folder marked contribution and we see a bunch of names connected to videos. 
Um, so what does he do? Of course, he clicks on one and we get a 45 minute video somewhere in what I assume is an abandoned warehouse. Um, we see a man put a can of something in the middle of the room and then walk off screen. Um, we then see out of the corner of the screen, a young girl is trying to get the can of food, but her arm is chained up and she can't reach it. So there's a bunch of these videos in there. Obviously, we don't watch the whole 45 minutes, but I was looking at like the ticker on the bottom and it said 45 minutes. Um, he then clicks on another video of a girl and it looks like to be an empty hot tub. And um, on the right side of the screen, we see someone unscrewing the t- top off of a huge white can of what I assume is a toxic chemical that will obviously kill her. Um, he then clicks off of it and we see he is now scrolling through the videos and everyone, including myself, is completely fucking disturbed by this shit. Um, so as I said earlier, guys, this is not the kind of shit that I find interesting on the dark web. <laughs> like, this is not, mm, I don't like that shit. Um, but I do find it interesting, um, that people can like, uh, what people try and sell on there. I mean, I don't actually find it interesting that there's videos like this on the internet. No, that's disgusting. Fuck that shit. Um, so, uh, then Pothead Friend realized that this is what people are trading. They're trading videos of, uh, dark web people torturing these girls. Um, then we see the last video uh, in the folder is the shortest and he go he clicks on it and it's showing a young girl sleeping in her bedroom when a man crawls through her window. Um, so the couple then figures out that she might be safe considering Tron 68 just paid uh, to see her get her brain drilled into. Um she then, uh, the, the uh, lesbian couple realizes that the kidnapper uh, makes a video of young girls, waits for the bid of somebody who wants her, and then that's when he kidnaps her. Um, there's also something else I wanted to mention. Oh, in the video um, that's being played, um, when we see a man crawl through the window of the girl's bedroom, he actually looks up at the camera and we see like just the left side of his face, um, to which the friends say, oh, that's strange. Why would he show his face? Um, so just keep that in mind. Another thing I want you guys to keep in mind is that when, um, Matthias is on a Facebook, uh, video chat with his girlfriend, Maya, um, she gets pizza delivered to, um, her apartment. So just keep that in mind as well. You need to know that for the rest of the show. (laughs) Um, so while this is all happening, um, we see that Amaya is continuing to try and contact, uh, Matthias. He finally answers, but we see no one is there until we, um, see her, uh, Amaya's roommate Kelly come in. Um, so the first, uh, then we get the first inkling that something ain't right. Um, because remember, I literally just told you Amaya ordered pizza. Um, well, Kelly picks up Amaya's phone. We realize the pizza guy never found their house. So obviously that's suspect because she got pizza earlier. Um, so uh, before we can get any answers, though, this um, Kelly is sitting in front of the computer trying to try, you know, talking to, to Mateus. And he's saying, like, um, get Amaya. Like, I want to talk to her. Um and but before anything can happen the screen goes black we can't see anything um we can see Matthias's face like in the corner um obviously because he's on chat with her but then we can only hear Kelly so we can see him but we can't see her but we can hear Kelly 
Um, so just as the screen kicks back on, we see that someone is actually behind Kelly and uh, puts a bag over her face. Um, guys, I literally jumped at this screen. And if you follow me on Twitter, this is actually the scene that I picked. This is the gift that I picked um, when I announced that I was doing Unfriended Dark Web. So because this scene scared the shit out of me. Um, so now we have him freaking the fuck out as I am. Um, we then hear what I it sounds to be a gunshot, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Um, then we see a black figure sit down in front of the computer, um, but he doesn't say anything. He's using the Facebook Messenger app. Um, it's actually a different color, and it reads, you have my laptop, I want it back. Um, we then hear uh, Amaya is getting out of the shower. So remember, she's deaf, so she couldn't hear her roommate get in. Um, the figure um, then messages back, tell her, and she dies. Guys, I apologize if I sound distracted. My cat Roxy is running all over the place and I'm trying to like not be distracted by her. So (laughs) if you hear a little ball jingling in the background, it's just her collar. So (laughs) don't worry. It's just just the podcast you're listening to. It's not something else. Um, So we then see this black figure. um, And it's a person, obviously. When I say black figure, it just means a person that's completely all dressed in black. Um, we see that he has her roommate over, um, his shoulder and he's putting her in what I assume is a hall closet. Um, she's not bleeding. So I have to also assume that she's not dead. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry guys. I'm laughing at my cat. (laughs) She's going crazy right now. And I don't know why, because we literally played all this morning. She's super hyper today. Um, we then see, oh, like this, give this podcast five out of five if uh, you have a cat <laughs> and tell me your cat's name um, and tweet me a picture. Um, so anyway, we then see um, Amaya is out of the bathroom and uh, Matthias desperately is trying to get her attention. Um, he then gets her attention and um, he's trying to remain calm and says that, oh, Kelly brought a guy home. And then she kind of brushes it off and tells him that she needs to get dressed. And she gets up and she goes and gets dressed. Um, he then is able to uh, get the kidnapper, uh, the dark web guy's attention. So the the black figure, as I called him before. Um, and he's like, hey, hey. And the, this part kind of made me laugh a little bit. Because the guy like opens the door and like walks out. And it's just like, he like puts his hands up like, What? And then he's telling him to, like, uh, come talk to, to the computer. Um, so uh, we see um, that uh, the dark web guy um, takes out his phone and he starts recording the computer screen. So it's kind of this, like, long effect. Um, he then jumps onto Facebook chat real quick and tells him, tells Matthias that uh, he can see and hear everything that you're doing. And if anyone disconnects or uh, contacts the police, Amaya is dead. Um, so a little reminiscent of the first film Unfriended, um, because they're warned the same thing by the dead girl, Laura, I believe the name was, um, they're told, they're basically warned that if anybody disconnects or if anybody goes to the police, they're all dead. Um, but in this case, it's obviously if anyone disconnects, Amaya is dead. Um, so then, uh, Matthias makes a deal to trade Amaya for the laptop, um, So now we see he is clearly bugging and he has to convince his girlfriend to come to his house um, to kind of do the trade off. Um, She so also, guys, because this is a movie from a computer's point of view, as I said earlier, there are a lot of things happening simultaneously all over the computer screen. 
Um, so we also know that the dark web guys are basically controlling his entire computer. So now he can't share his screen anymore with his friends. Um, and so his friends can't see the cryptic messages coming from the kidnapper. Uh, so now we have his friends trying to get him to go to the police, but obviously we know he can't do that because if he does, Maya will be dead. Um, and then, uh, he quickly tells his friends that it is a part of the game and that, um, it's all faked. So basically he's saying, no, no, no guys, like it's fake. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Um, and they're all kind of like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And they're all questioning him about the, you know, the videos and things that they found. And he said, well, you know, I didn't tell you guys because I wanted to see your reaction. So we don't really get too much character development on anybody in this movie. Um, so we have to assume that um, the main character is some kind of maybe video game developer or like a website developer or something. I'm not exactly sure. Um, Cause yes, he does understand HTML, but it seems like his um, tech friend Damien knows more. So anyway, moving on. Um, so now it seems that all his friends are fine. Uh, but then we get a message from Amaya saying she doesn't want to come over. And honestly, same if I had taken a shower or a pizza and, you know, or didn't have any makeup on, my hair was still wet. I wouldn't fucking go anywhere either. I'd be like, no, we can talk about this tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> um, so now he's trying to trying to get her to come over and he's continuing to get threatening messages. <laughs> so there's like I said, there's a million thousand things happening at once. So he's like trying to convince his girlfriend to get to his house he's also getting threatening messages from um from the dark web people um so then we see um that he actually does convince her uh by telling her he loves her pretty much so obviously cute shit whatever anyway moving on he convinces her to come over um so now the friends are asking some questions about where the videos are from while he is looking up the news on the girl from the last video. So remember, guys, he can't share his computer anymore, so his friends can't see that he's actually looking up the name that was on the file from the girl sleeping in her bedroom, and her name is Erica Dunn. So he quickly jumps onto Google and is Googling her name. We then see that the name is actually connected to a, a real missing 17-year-old girl, Um we then realized that the Facebook account that was messaging him in the first place was under the name um, Erica Dunn, who is actually the missing girl. So, yeah, we fucked. Anyway, um, so now he um, so now he gets the bright fucking idea to steal uh, the Bitcoin, a.k.a. the ten million dollars um, and put it into his own uh, Bitcoin account. Like he quickly makes an account. And then he transfers over the $10 million to his account. And he's kind of trying to say to the black, black, um, the, to the dark web guy. Uh, he messages and says, you get the computer back when I uh, get, um, you can get the, the computer back when I get Amaya. And you get the money back when I see on the news that Eric Dunn is home safe. So first and foremost, I want to say that is not how the dark web works. So obviously this guy is a fucking moron. Um, so the plan is fucking stupid. That's all I have to say. Like you don't fuck with dark web people's money. You don't fuck with that shit because they don't give a fuck. They will come to you to your house in 3.5 seconds and fucking hang you from your intestines from the ceiling and record it the whole time and make another 10 million dollars so don't fucking do that shit i'm I'm, this is fair warning guys like this shit is real like don't mess with the dark web anyway rant over so 
Um, he then he then gets a video chat um, with the dark web guy. And um, this is where the movie kind of gets a little cheesy and kind of a little like breaking the fourth wall for me. Um, we see that the guy who owns uh, the laptop isn't alone. Duh, because he's part of the dark web. Um, the computer uh, goes black. And then when it comes back to life, we see that we are now back on the river and he gets a message um, to recite the code. So basically what's happening now, guys, is this guy, this this kidnapper, the dark figure, as I said earlier, um, he's using Amaya's Facebook to interact and message and video chat with the main character. So just keep that in mind as well. So we then see that the dark web people have accessed this computer and put him back on the river and we get a whole bunch of messages from a whole bunch of different um um charon saying like recite the code recite the code recite the code um, mind you he's still on facebook chat with the other dark web guy and he's telling him what's going on and he's saying i need the code um so then we see uh we get the identity of the of the dude because he like takes the mask off and it's just so cheesy because it's like no we're not supposed to see who actually does dark web stuff like no that's not no okay so anyway um the tron group chat asks um he gives them so the guy gives them the code and then they say why did you drain the account and the dark web guy comes up with an excuse and it seems the dark the other dark web guys um they buy it. They're convinced. So then like the river like closes down automatically and then it goes back to the regular computer. Um, so now we're back with the Scooby gang and Nara finds out that the girl, Erica Dunn, is real. Uh, but before anything else can happen, their Skype call gets hacked by a ton of different uh, Charons. So everybody has a different Roman numeral. So we can see that they're their profile like pops up into their Skype call, but obviously they don't have a picture. Um, so uh, we are now seeing um, they, that they send a link um, to a video and it's basically showing them that um, their DJ friend Lex. Uh, we are then directed to another video that shows DJ girl Lex getting pushed off a building, a.k.a. she's dead. So basically what these guys are doing is they're hacking into the Skype chat. They're sending a video of how they're locating each one of them and then they're going and killing them. Um, so the dark web dudes exit the Skype chat and now all the friends are just freaking the fuck out. Um, so we then see Amaya is on her way and she's keeping her phone on for Matthias. Uh, Nari is getting pissed and is trying to call Lex. Um, then she's threatening to call the police because remember they're not, they're still, they still think that it's fake, but they're like, this is too real to be fake. And this has gone like a little bit too far because now you're showing like, they're like, oh, is Lex in on this? Like what's going on? So everybody's just super confused now. Um, so he then shouts so he then quickly shouts to his friends guys this is real this whole thing is real he then explains how the dark web guy is accessing them via amaya's facebook um so when amaya loses service um he can't see or hear anything they're doing because she's in the subway now because she's going to his house um so as you guys know when someone is available on chat on facebook it turns green when they're not available it it uh shuts off so anytime that the green little light is shutting off they're basically he's able to tell his friends what's going on 
Um, so we then get a little jump scare of Pothead's mom coming down the basement stairs. Um, we then get a full on freak out of the friend group. Um, so because basically the Matthias is like, this is real. This is real. This is real. Like we can't call the police. You can't disconnect. You can't do any of this. Like everybody has to stay on, but we have to pretend that I just didn't tell you that. Um, he's like, the videos are real. Everything is real. Um, so now Maya is back online and his friends are basically pretending to play cards against humanity. So anybody that's watching this movie and is watching these people play um, Cards Against Humanity, it's kind of just like, mm, y'all look like you're about to cry. Like, the game's not that bad. <laughs> um, so Dark Web Guy then uh, tells him to get Nari off the phone, um, and he asks where Lex is. So now we know that um, others are aware that their money is missing and are taking them out one by one. Um I assume. So now we have a bunch of stuff happening. We have the techie friend trying to uh, back up the MacBook. Um, We have Nari getting the cops involved. And side note, techie guy is in London. So they consider him safe. Or is he? Uh, So now we find out that the subway Amaya is on has broken down. Um, And then Mateus kind of makes a comment. He's like, would they be able to control that? And I'm going to say probably. Um, So also we learn that Nari is um, at the subway station getting Amaya. So uh, we see that another Charon has jumped onto their Skype chat. And obviously we know what that means. Time for somebody to die. Um, So um, and Pothead friend, it's his turn to go down. So now we see the dark uh web guys are compiling clips off of pothead friends youtube videos and they're piecing it together uh they're calling 911 basically um they made it sound like he's going to go to the downtown mall and shoot it up um we then find out the call was made 10 minutes ago but before anyone can do anything we hear the police kicking down the basement door um we then see the dark web guys are hacking into pothead's computer they're downloading a shotgun loading sound um, connecting it to his new speakers. And just as the cops, um, just as cops do when they hear a shotgun loading, they start firing and rest in peace, pothead friend. So very, very clever. I actually thought this scene was pretty cool. I mean, obviously not the the killing of the kid, pothead friend, but I'm just saying like, there was definitely some creativity put into this movie and definitely a lot of thought put into this movie because the kills and the way that these people are getting killed is kind of genius. And um, at the same time, I mean, of course, once the police start investigating, they'll see that pothead friend actually didn't have a gun. But I mean, that's what cops do when cops hear something like you. If you're pointing a gun at them, gun at them like they're going to shoot you first because it's just that's just how it works. Um So now it's just all kinds of fucked up because um, the circle, which is actually now we know is the dark web guys know the laptop is not where it should be, um, which is what I said before. Everyone is dead. Um, We then see the lights go off in Serena's apartment. So remember, Nari is at the subway station waiting for Amaya to keep her safe. Um, So we see the lights go off because Serena is at the apartment by herself. Um, We see that the circle is hijacked um their webcam and um we see that the circle is making her choose between um nari and her mother who is in the icu because there's like a short little video that plays right before they make her choose it's basically serena and nari having a conversation that um 
Serena's the scenario, I'll never make you choose between, you know, you and my mom. But then the dark web, obviously, the circle is what we now know that they're called, is making her choose between Nari and her mother. So it's super fucked up. Um, so uh, we have one cam showing Nari. We have one cam showing her mom. We also have a countdown in the background making her choose, which is also reminiscent of Unfriended, which does the same thing. It kind of counts down. Um, we then see um, it gets down to zero and she hasn't made a choice. She's basically screaming. Serena's like, I'm not going to make the choice. Like, you can't make me. And... What happens, guys? Both of them die. We see the um, her mother's um, goes flatline, and then we see someone push Nari into the train tracks. Um, the lights come back on, and we see that someone actually is behind Serena. And rest in peace, Serena. So the dark web, the circle, and these guys are kind of just taking them out one by one now. Like, it's happening, like, real fast, guys. It's like one after the other. Um, so, uh, Matai is now pleading with the dark web guys, um, and is trying to warn Maya. So I assume he is also going, um, to get from the subway station because now he's leaving and we are left with just, um, the techie London guy. So basically they're having conversation and Matthias is like, I'm going to, he's like, okay, I'll be right back. And we see him like grab his bike to go, um, Ooh, sorry, go save, um, Amaya because obviously Nari can't because she's dead um so oh no um Amaya does make a comment too she said that uh the police are here I think someone got hurt yeah somebody didn't get hurt (laughs) somebody got pushed onto the train tracks um so now basically we're just left with the computer and we are left with um techie guy who basically is talking to the dark web people because he knows that they've hacked into everything already and he says he i think he kind of jumps the gun a little too fast here and he shows that he knows where erica dunn is and everywhere that the laptop has been and how he's going to send the coordinates to the police um so now we have a um a split screen video one with the dark web gang photoshopping Mateus's face into the video of the erica dunn's kidnapper the one that i explained earlier where it where the guy looks up into the camera. Um, and then we have another dark web guy is carrying a body into Mateus's apartment. Um, all the while, London Techie guy is watching. Uh, we then find out the laptop uh, was a setup and um, they've had control the minute he put in his Wi-Fi password. Um, so they're basically framing the cyber Scooby gang. And this is all happening while he's, well, the main character is trying to go save his girlfriend. So basically we see that everything was a setup. We see that the laptop in the cyber cafe was a setup, um, because it was kind of like, you know, a pawn. They were, they were trying to wait for somebody to steal it. And as soon as you put your Wi-Fi password in, they have access to everything that is about you. Um, so pretty fucked up guys don't steal um so we also see that amaya is in the dark somewhere now so now we it's like i said guys there's a bunch of different screens going on so it's a lot to look at at once so i'm trying to explain this the best way that i can (laughs) um so we then find out that the dark web gang the circle um actually texted her to go to new address aka not the one that um told her to go to um the dark web gang then blocks him from video chatting with her and um they tell her to go inside um we then see that london tech boy is indeed not safe in london from the circle um because we see uh poor london tech's body not (laughs) 
his um, not suicide note and not suicide. So basically they're setting it up that um, him and his friends were the ones who created all these videos, who kidnapped all these girls. Um, so like I said, they're framing them. Um, we see that someone or something is writing out a suicide note on his computer. And in the background, we also see that um, he is hanging, in quotations, hanging himself with a noose. But it's obviously not him. It's somebody else doing that. Um, so then he's dead. Um, we then see Amaya is in the same creepy ass abandoned building where all the videos were originally taken. So... They have the circle on the dark web guys just have complete control at this point. Like there's literally nothing that anybody can do. Like they knew how to play this game from the beginning. Um, so we then get a text box um, pop up on the computer and it says a flash vote. And the flash vote is should Matthias live? Um, so while that is counting down, I think it starts at 100. So we, the, the, the Internet, the dark web people have, um, you know, the participants have 100 seconds to um to vote um we see the body that was brought into Matei's apartment is none other than erica dunn and she's actually alive um so then she goes up to the computer so now she's sitting in front of the computer um obviously completely distraught and saying please just someone help me um <clears throat> she then notices a band-aid is over her over her forehead and she removes a band-aid to <laughs> reveal a hole. So that means that Charon 68 got what he wanted from earlier in the beginning of the video. It's so disgusting. That camera um, then cuts off. Um, then we see the, the votes are tallied. And it's a big old no. So they want Mateus to die. Um, so then we see that he is in the middle of a road on his bike. And three seconds later, he just gets completely just like smashed by a van. Um... So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we get a camera pan and we see that a shit ton of people are in on this entire thing. And it's called Game Night. So basically the camera is panning backwards and we see a bunch of people in black hoodies, just like I explained earlier with the black figure. And they're all kind of like looking into the camera and kind of like giving this like, this like weird like sinister smile and there's actually the cops are in on it too so it's just one big old game and it was a complete setup from the beginning and um we see that one person is controlling it and he's got like a whole bunch of computers and then he's also wearing a hoodie and then it the you know it's over so <laughs> Thoughts and opinions on this movie. If you guys could keep up with that. I know it was probably a little confusing. Um, just because it wasn't like... It, this movie is not a traditional movie whatsoever. It's literally from a computer screen. Um, so... A lot of things all happening at once. So I hope you guys weren't too confused. And if you have seen this movie, I hope I did a good job in <laughs> explaining it and you remember it. Um, so overall, I have a love-hate relationship with this movie. Um, I love shit that goes into dark web stuff. Uh, now, as I said earlier, I'm not saying I like the dark web. It's full of fucked up shit, just like that was in this movie. Very disturbing. Um, there are a bunch of documentaries and videos on it, which I do enjoy. But the idea of dark web is not something I would ever indulge in. It's not something that's, um, I would ever be that curious about. Um, 
Like, I would never buy an, the onion or the tort thing that scrambles your location to even try to access the dark web. Um, like, I enjoy the documentaries that they have about it. I enjoy the Reddit stories and the YouTube videos where the YouTubers are, you know, going out or going onto the dark web themselves. Um, but I will never, ever, ever venture into that part of the internet because I'm too paranoid. Um, so, um, if there is any dark web masters out there watching and listening, I do not want anything to do with that. So please do not think that I want to be in a murder room or kidnapping or charn or anything. So if the dark web circle or people are listening to my podcast right now, um, I'm going to do my thing. Y'all do your thing. Anyway, moving on. Um, so um, I think another reason why I love hate this movie so much is because it's almost too real. Um, it is deeply chilling film that almost makes it too hard to watch at some points if you have seen this movie you do know what I'm talking about especially with the scenes with the girls um another example of a movie that is truly too disturbing for me to watch again is called Megan is Missing um I uh, very cautious just if you, if you want to watch this movie go right ahead but it is literally I watched this movie probably five or six years ago and I still like can't get over some of the scenes that were in that movie um so uh, basically, it's about two girls, 13 and 14, Megan and Amy, who fuck around on the internet. Um, they start talking to this guy they think is their age. It's not. They get kidnapped and were never heard from again. Um, I just hated every second of it, but of course, I had to finish it. Um, so it's just too real, too fucked up. Um, I also hate movies that have anything to do with kids, um, you know, and younger teenagers, um so you are warned now if you want to go watch that movie go right ahead I will never cover that movie on my podcast I will watch it one time and that is it I will never watch it again I do not suggest watching this movie if you have kids um especially if you have daughters um I wouldn't even watch Unfriended Dark Web if you have daughters either so (laughs) um that's just a fair warning now guys um because like I said it's almost too real so um uh anyways moving back on uh or moving on uh back to the comment about it being too real it literally looks like the movie is on my own macbook um and it looks like my apps are being used um at one point even tried to move one of the apps uh, one of his apps out of the way and was like oh wait nope that's that it's a movie (laughs) um this movie is a also a legitimate reason to not fuck around on the internet um also don't steal don't steal shit. It's not good. Um, I also uh, just wanted to say, obviously, I like the sequel better than the first one. Um, I really wasn't a fan of the first one. The first one definitely had a lot of jump scares and was definitely creepy, but nothing compared to this movie. Um, And also, I was looking up some stuff about the movie, and there's actually four alternate endings. Um, so the first one, uh, being a theatrical ending in which Matthias is buried alive and Amaya arrives at the scene of his burial, unable to communicate with him. And henceforth, um, he, she cannot save him. Um, the second one, um, in which Amaya winds up being the first female, the circle abducts in the, into their victim warehouse. Um, and then, um, Matthias is run over and killed by a Charon. By Charon 1. Um, the third where both Matthias and Amaya are apprehended by the circle at the spot of their first date. And are tally voted to live. Uh, and the fourth and final being Amaya killed over Matthias. Um, 
So another thing I wanted to discuss um, before we wrap this podcast up is uh, how surprised I am that not a lot of people know what the dark web is. Um, They have no idea, which obviously is a good thing, I guess, but also a bad thing um, because it is extremely disturbing. But at the same time, like, (laughs) I don't know, maybe just know a little bit about it um, and just know that the world is truly, really fucked up. Um... This is another one of the movies that will probably stay with me. Definitely not as disturbing as Megan is Missing. Um, That movie will be the most disturbing movie I've ever seen in my life. I swear to God, guys, it kind of like, it teetered on the edge of being child porn in a way. Um, Just because if if you have seen the movie, and I'm not going to talk too much about this because this is not what I want to talk about. Um, But if there's one scene at the end... Um, I don't even know why I'm talking about this because this is going to make people watch it curious. Um, but anyway, I don't want to talk about it anymore. If you want to watch the movie, go ahead. I'm just letting you know it's truly disturbing and I wish that I could unsee it, honestly, because I was so disturbed. Um, but anyway, back to Unfriended Dark Web. Um, I really enjoy this movie. Like I said, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Um, I do suggest it, but it is not for the faint of heart. Now, this is a horror movie podcast, um, but I mean, there are some things that movies are made about that are just not really great. Um, I know there is that one movie and I can't think of the name right now that is truly disturbing and actually does have mimics child porn and I'll never fucking watch that movie ever. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but I have the picture in my head, but anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, so this is a cautionary tale. Absolutely. Please be careful when you're on the internet. Don't mess with things that you don't understand. Do not talk to strangers on the internet. Be careful if you are a female online dating, same thing, all the above. Like there are so many different things you have to be careful about when it comes to the internet. And I know I don't want my podcast to be turned into a PSA or anything, but I'm just saying, please be careful if you're on the internet. If you are someone who does mess with the dark web, just don't. Just be careful. Um, so yeah, that's my PSA from from your girl, Crystal. <laughs> so anyway, um, that is going to be the conclusion of this podcast for the second weekend of found footage February. Um, next week, I'm not much sure which one I'm doing yet. I have two more left that I'm going to do. Um, it's either the Den or the Poughkeepsie tapes. I've actually seen the Den uh, multiple times. Also a very fucked up dark web found footage movie. And then the, the Poughkeepsie tapes, which I have not seen. Um, but I kind of heard it's the same idea. So, um, yeah, I'm by the end of February, I'm going to be so dark webbed out. I'm never going to watch another movie about it again. Found footage dark web ever again. Um, so there you guys have it. My honest and horrific on unfriended dark web. Did you like it? Did you hate it? What is your honest and horrific opinion on, on unfriended dark web? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Horror Nights in Podcast with me, Crystal. Please remember to follow my podcast on whatever app you use. And if you could please rate Horror Nights in Podcast, a 5 out of 5 on iTunes. If you enjoyed my show, I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, leave me a comment, too. I like to read them. I, I like to read them on here. I'll give you guys a shout-out. Um, I also have a couple things coming up in the next few weeks. So be sure to follow me on Twitter because it's going to be a lot of fun stuff going on. Um, we're going to be doing some giveaways. I'm going to be doing some more specials. Um, I definitely have a lot of things 
things coming up and I hope that you guys are excited and are able to join me. Um, definitely follow me on Twitter at Horror Daddies or Us because that is where you're going to get the most updates, um, especially about give- giveaways and merch and all that good stuff. Um, so I will chat with you guys next week for another episode of Horror Nights in Podcast. Bye, guys. And be safe on the internet. I swear to God, please be safe on the internet. I love you guys so much. Seriously, be safe. Okay, bye. I love you.